Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lady Geeks' Society Podcast. Today we'll be discussing episode five, The Duke and I. I'm Jenna. And I'm Gisana. I'm glad you got that right, because last time I got all the episodes confused, so <laughs> better when you think I off. did pause for a second, because I was like, wait a minute. Is, which one are we doing again? Because now I have notes for five and six. We had a lot to say with this episode, but not as much. Yeah, you know, because like this one is like you sit back and you enjoy it for you the know, most part. Yeah, for the most part, there are a lot of feelings, but it's still like you're enjoying it. You know, it's just like I feel like you're just watching this and you're just like, come on, come on, you're just, you're, you just yeah. can't wait to see what happens and get to that point, get to that payoff. So let's go to let's get to the, the Duke and Daphne, not I tragically but okay we're, we're gearing towards that area where we know what's coming yeah so it's it's a little bit harder to to watch this episode and not be a teeny tiny bit frustrated and just be like men just yeah talk yeah open your mouth talk to the woman yes please like i love that scene at the wedding where the staircase is framed really nicely and we see her walking up there because she's so Mm -hmm. done with him. It was such a beautiful scene. So, okay, I guess, thank you, Simon, for avoiding her and and kind of annoying her for that. But my guy, come on. They do. They just need to talk. They do. And then, you know, he's obviously, everyone's hungover that morning. Like, yeah, even Violet's hungover and Violet's hungover. Can't say I blame her. Um, and I love that line Lady Danbury says about, did you bring the bar with you, boy? It's just, yeah. I would be terrified of her if she was my surrogate mother at that moment. Yep. It would probably run away crying. Yeah. Um, Why would you want to piss her off? Exactly. And then, you know, the, the whole thing with, like, moving his hand away from her. My Ooh. guy. Ooh. Something. That was, well, that was like, dude, that's not cool. Like, you're in public. What's with you? What? That that hurt. It did hurt. But their wedding was so beautiful. Yeah, it was. And you know what else was beautiful? What? What Simon said to the queen. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm holding off on that one. <laughs> that one I feel like holding off. So okay, let's not hold off. Let's get <laughs> They have to. Oh, no. Well, let's talk about Simon starting off his journey in feminism and insulting oh the some of Darry's. Yes. yes, dude. He is definitely the most feminist man on the show. And right. it makes okay. me love him even more. I feel like Benedict could go there. Yes. He's, he's getting there. He, he is. He's like on a journey. But I feel like Simon's just like, no. You no. know, he's just like, I don't want dowry. It's insulting. You know, like. Yeah. Like, and I love that he straight up said it. I find that custom insulting. I was like, yes. Yeah. You have to pay someone. <laughs> but then it's just, it just reminds me of Anthony's um, trying to double everyone else's dowry, like Eloise's and Francesca's, <laughs> Hyacinth's especially. Because he's just done at that point. He's like, please take them. <laughs> um, oh, Anthony. But yeah, that was a fantastic moment between the two. And happy. Yeah. Him. And again, yes, 
literally what I was about to say. Anthony apologizing again. What? And then, is that the third apology? Fourth to apology? Simon or in general? In general. In general, I think that's fourth. the third or fourth. Yeah. It's definitely have- at least a third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I also still love, though, when Anthony uh, said, like apologizes. And then Simon's like, like a, you know, Simon's like, oh, I'd, I would have thought badly of you if you didn't shoot. And he's like, you would have had more luck of hitting me if you shot straight up in the air. <laughs> I love that line. And just seeing them like joke around with each yeah. other still. I love the concept of Anthony being a bad shooter. Yes, me too. There's also that scene in To Sir Philip with Love where they're shooting and he's yelling at everybody to stop because he can't concentrate. I'm like, can't concentrate because yeah. people are talking or because you're not that good. <laughs> oh, God. I love that idea of him. Yeah. So it's, it's not the greatest apology. Granted, you know, I feel like Simon could have apologized there as well. He could have taken yeah. the opportunity. Like, sorry. Well, he actually, you know what? Simon did try to apologize at the beginning of the duel. Yeah. So he really had not much of a place to. He could have, but uh, we'll yeah. let it pass. They um, could have talked about it more, but I wouldn't expect that from them at yeah. this point. No. Especially- like, I, I almost hope we get to see them actually talking things out in the next season. Oh, yeah. But this season, like, I feel like they're still in a weird spot regarding everything. Like, they're absolutely better. But they still like there is that is between them a little bit so archbishop denies their special license or was it the queen denies it and i just i love that concept of her just being like nope you didn't marry my precious gumdrop of a nephew you don't get to marry <laughs> uh, oh i do want to say i love that scene of frederick in the beginning yes with with, with his um kind of not giving his blessing but just him being so kind about it yeah I, and him just like right. wondering why he even says yeah. he's just like i want to know why yeah and like it was such a good moment and so healthy too it, was. it really was yeah so i really appreciated that and then of course Hyacin. <laughs> i love her she's so fresh on the wings <laughs> but yeah and then so the queen well, the queen, this is also the episode where she, um, where, you know, we have that moment with her being, um, is this the episode where she has the conversation with her husband and he talks about Amelia, their daughter, or was that last week? Was that, that is, week? is that episode six? No, no, no. It's definitely not episode six. Then it's episode five. I have it's that written somewhere. Five. Right? Or it's, um, yeah, no, it is. It's this episode. Yeah. So you know, we kind of understand where her need for an escape comes from. Yeah, that. and we finally get a mention of the Prince Regent. They mm-hmm. never mentioned the Prince Regent other than her, just like him asking about him, the king asking about him. Oh, that's George. Yeah. Yeah, his name is George. Yeah. I know. I forgot to. I looked it up. I'm just like, wait, let me look at this family tree again. Ah. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh. So we are technically still in Regency, even though he ain't ruling. But MIA. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. It's fine. Um, 
I, who else would have been as dramatic to wanting a show? And then we would have never gotten that really great scene with Simon and Daphne. I know. I love that scene. I think it it. just makes up for like, like, I, I don't mind the addition of Frederick and that bit of drama. I really don't. I actually like it better. Yeah. Um, well, like it more, but. So like I, I like I can see understand if I don't I haven't seen if anyone was annoyed about that. I don't know if they were. Yeah, I don't I don't I think so. I hadn't seen anything. But I like I especially like that addition for this scene mm-hmm. too, because otherwise we wouldn't have had it. This scene is just be still my heart. I I got I, <sighs> where does one even begin? Um I don't know. <laughs> it's just, he's just pouring his heart out. Yes, he, he really is. And it is such a real moment of vulnerability in spite of the fact that Daphne probably thinks it's not and that he's putting mm-hmm. on a show and he's a really good actor. Yeah, she doesn't know but what. No, Simon Bassett is not that great of an actor. Reggae is. Yes. But yes. Simon is not. No. So, but then it does hurt too, where you see Daphne like questioning whether or not it's real, and it's yeah. just literally one of the most beautiful speeches ever. And then, and it's literally one of the most beautiful speeches ever. It is. And then just having Daphne like having the question that like it hurts. There's just so many emotions going on with that scene. It does because you could see her question it. You could see mm-hmm. her sitting there going. This is everything that a woman should hear coming from a man, but is this real? And yeah, you know, everyone else in the room, the queen especially, is like, Ugh. you can see it does, it gets her. It does, because what he says is really so beautiful. Because he does tell the truth. It does start as a ruse, it starts as nothing more than an arrangement. Mm-hmm. But in that time, her laughter did bring him joy. And that's the reason why he walked away in the beginning because yeah, he, he was knew afraid. he was falling for her. And it's what he says before. It's because I hold you to such high regard that I cannot marry you. So it's not like he was lying there when he said, oh, um, at, at the end of the duel that he cannot marry her. Mm-hmm. All of that was real except the word can't in regards yeah. to childbearing. But still... Yes. Everything else, we know that's real because we could see it all in his demeanor. Yep. We could see it in his face. We could see it through the way that he is changing. Mm-hmm. He's as stoic as he was in the first episode. Those walls are crumbling down. And we see it in this moment where he calls her his best friend. And I just need to crawl into a corner and stay there for a few minutes, <laughs> hours. <laughs> And cry nonstop. <laughs> I know. I love that. It's just like for him to open and like be open and admit that. And it's so beautiful. It's like, it is. It is. It's just, and goes back to what Violet said in, what was this? The second episode about like, you want to marry your best friend or, you know, yeah. a, your friend. And it's, oh, I just love it. It's just too good. It is. It's really it's a great moment. And I love that that's something they included because we haven't made it a secret, but this isn't one of our favorite books. As no. much as I like the characters individually, I do not, I, ha- I did not have a connection to their love story in the books. 
But here in the show, I'm attached to them. I want the best for them. And I'm rooting for them. And I love that this idea of friendship is a reoccurring theme with all the novels. Yes. All going to be friends before they're anything else. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautiful. I, what are words? It's my favorite. I love when it's like you can see a couple and how much they love each other and want to be around each other. It's like that. That is what everyone wants, you know? So it's like it makes it even more fun to watch as well because you see them having fun with each other. What does he say? To to find your best friend in the most beautiful girl in the world? Like, yeah. Okay, Simon, just spewing poetry. That's fine. Stop here and there, like here for it yeah oh and also the fact that he mentions how conversation's always been easy with Daphne yes and isn't that the thing we've been saying about the essence of the show and the importance of conversation and the fact that you have to have conversations with people and that they're not always easy but when it does come easy you know that there's something special there there's something real and there's something powerful when conversations come easy even if it's platonic because this family can't talk to each other no one's talking to each other oh Bridgerton's it's important speaking of conversations never mind um conversations matter and if a couple was having conversations real conversations Something very important would have been disclosed, like the fact that there's a bun in the oven. Oh my goodness, yes. It's not a marriage proposal, so. Yes. We'll come back to Simon and Daphne, but can we talk about Colin Bridgerton and the precious little goat being a baby goat right now? I just, he just, and, and listen, it's, great incredible love to love to see it love that journey for him do you baby goat but it's the fact that he's so green that Mm -hmm. he and inexperienced and even courting like the idea that colin flirts with everybody is great but where does that flirting lead if you're not dallying a little bit i i don't know especially because like we do. We see him being very green. He's go- always going to visit her. Kiss her. No. <laughs> like he's. We knew the Bridgerton men were gentlemen to a degree with gently bred ladies. But we like know their honor stands in that. But yeah. But it's like if you you're not even kissing her, but then you're like, oh, will you marry me? <laughs> like I just, I don't understand and it does it shows how immature he is not to say like he is being a gentleman not saying that at all but it's like he's he's just being very rash about this and he's not thinking it through because he does not know her because they have not been having conversation no he keeps going over when there's all those men in the house playing a call with all the other callers so and then they have that one dance and sure they could probably have a conversation in that one dance and stranger things have happened with people falling in love with people they just have one dance with hello benedict but 
they but have, they have a good conversation. They do have a good conversation. They have a great conversation. They get to know each other in what, 10 minutes? Yeah. Meanwhile, and- Tom's like, oh, she's pretty. I'm going to go drop off flowers at her house every day. And again, you know, be a hopeless romantic. I'm all for that. Absolutely. But you got to be smart about it, too. You do. But we got to have conversations before we propose a marriage. Unless it's an accidental marriage where it's, you know, you've compromised her. So you got to do the gentleman thing. Mm -hmm. But in a case where you have not compromised her, you got to talk a little bit more. And this is where it, it gets tricky because. Marina is the one insisting. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to give Colin credit, but he, cause he says, what about a long engagement? Like he mm-hmm. wants a longer engagement. He yes. wants to get to know her more. So. Yeah. Colin. C minus Marina for saying, no, 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 we got to I want a quick, or quick, quick uh, what are words? <laughs> she wants a quick one because the bun's in the oven and it's coming. Like, yep. We and it's like, she set literally, like, sets up a trap for him. Yeah. Her, like, she and Lady Featherington literally have that conversation where she yeah. says, I can score a marriage proposal by the end of this week. Mm-hmm. And Penelope still... Somebody yeah. marries him. I don't know who the, would marry that, but okay. You do you. But this was planned. And for that reason, it also, you know, obviously leaves a bad taste in our mouths because... Yeah. You don't do that. You especially don't do that to Colin, who's a baby no. right now. And, like, also, you can tell just, like, again, how naive he is. Because he should realize as soon as they get in that room and Marina's like, we're alone. Like, dude. Can I also just say I'm really glad that one more, uh, that nothing happened in that study. Because that study yes. is very important. To is, it that, is it that it study is that. or is it the library? No, it's the, the study is where he kisses her. Oh, I didn't realize. His desk. Yeah. So the study is very important. So I'm, I'm kind of glad no other couple has kissed their own. I'm just surprised Colin brought her into Anthony's study. I feel like accidentally going into Anthony's study is a thing that happens very often. <laughs> just don't walk into that first door downstairs. Don't do it. Don't do no. it. Also, get a key, my dude. You yeah, big. Uh, he talks really big about the key, but that room is never locked. <laughs> um, but so yeah, they're conspiring. Penelope's not happy about it, rightfully no. so, because Colin is her friend. More yeah, than anything, and they're literally plotting how they're going to take advantage of his kindness. Yeah, because he and it is his kindness is the thing that they address. They couldn't do this to Anthony. They couldn't do it to Benedict. So taking advantage of somebody's innocence is just not good. No. It's, yeah. I just, oh, I just, I don't like it. And it's like, it hurts so much to see like Penelope watching all this happen too. Yeah. Is this a tomatoes episode? Yes. (laughs) Instead of bringing a bush, another bouquet of flowers, he'll bring her tomatoes. Oh, Colin, you're a stupid idiot. Marina hates tomatoes. You should go to Greece. You know where they have good? I love her because he really should go to Greece. He should. Go travel. Go and grow Find up, your... Colin. Find yourself. Do, do what you got to do. Um, 
And again, I do not mind. It, you know, if they decide to change Colin and make him somebody who practices abstinence, more power to you. Do you? You are yeah. allowed to be the way that you want to be. Mm-hmm. But traveling could help a person grow tremendously. So at yes. least have him constantly travel, see the world, do his thing there. Mm-hmm. Find that growth and find parts of himself through traveling. Absolutely. Not they're going to go. But also, he knows where to take his sticks out. So there's a part of me that's like, <laughs> he's not that green. But he's no, he's not that green, but he's yeah. still, I don't know. I don't know what he is. I don't know. Uh, do you know who's not green? Benedict's not green. Well, why do you say that? I don't know. <laughs> you could carry on because if I start this conversation, I'll just start talking about his neck. And I really do not want to objectify Luke Thompson like that. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, oh, oh, Benedict, where are we? So he, where are we? Is he, this is when he, no, this is after he meets him at White's, right? Because then he he goes, oh, yeah, no, yeah, so this is when he goes, yeah, this is the second time he's going to Henry's. This is the party, though. Yes, yes, the party. And Genevieve recognized Benedict right away as a Bridgerton. And which I thought was funny. I love her. I love that because we haven't had those moments yet where somebody outside of the town recognized them as a Bridgerton. Yeah. It's always people that we know that they know. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. <laughs> and obviously the men aren't going to the Modis, so. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was like a nice little tidbit they threw in there. I like that. And it's like she can tell from either Whistledown and being around his family and everything so I like that and then you know she brings him in and they he has a good time he does deservedly with a, so with he a had friend of hers yes and this is when we actually see a little bit of LGBT re- representation yeah. the beginning of it he walks in on Henry doing and it with someone what's his but- name again well, we learn in later episodes. Right. I'm, we don't know that right yeah. now. So right now it's somebody. Um, yeah. And he's, you know, he just, he sees that and then he goes and continues doing his thing. His wife, who he with, does not know is his wife. With Henry's wife and Genevieve. So, you know what? He's yeah. having a good time. He is. He should do what he wants to do. He's, you do you. You're not hurting anybody. No. And... Fleabag voice, his neck. That's all I'm saying. I just... Who knew I could be overwhelmed by a neck? I never understood what she meant by that, but now I get it. It's valid. Well, there you go. It's valid, everybody. It is valid. Absolutely. Also, why does he not take an umbrella? Listen, the fact that it was I don't know. really stressing me out. I feel like the way he was, like, walking there, too. I'm just like, dude, you look so, like... I wouldn't know you were a member of the ton... With how you're walking. He does not give a shit. He's like, here, I, Bridgerton, who that? Exactly. Um, I'm someone else now. I don't know them. Well, no. I have seven siblings. <laughs> I was not almost a Viscount last night. That was not me. He's getting that stress out of him. Rightfully so. Anthony is not, however, because Sienna has left. Yes. And I, 
that moment of girl power with Genevieve being yes. like, leave her, let her go. Mm-hmm. But he's still being the honorable little buffoon that he is and sticking true to his promises, which I will give. I respect. Yes. Yeah. He wants to support him and all that. But then, like, his desperation there, too. It's like, tell me where she is and all that. It's like, very. We have had, we, we actually had this conversation today. Or was it yesterday? I don't remember when we had this conversation. But we were talking about some personal stuff. And I said, oh, my God, I actually get what he means, though. Because how often do you think that you miss somebody or that you, you might have let somebody go? But mm-hmm. the rational part of your brain is like, no. You're yeah. just lonely, PMSing, relax. <laughs> and I had an epiphany because I was like, oh my God, Anthony. Yeah. The it's rat- very human. It is. It's a normal reaction. Right. And the rational part of his brain is not talking to him and saying, buddy, this ain't it. Nope. He's just taking that leap because he's a human being and human beings long for other human beings. And it's, now I really appreciate this moment. Yeah. Because it just feels that much more real. Why does he keep going back to her? Mm-hmm. Because he does not know better. He hasn't seen better. And again, human being needing human connections. Yeah. And in that aspect too, of like, it's one of the only people he's like, has this relationship with right now. You know, yeah. like, it's not like he has multiple mistresses. He only has one mistress and I feel like we haven't really seen much conversation with them, but they still, he gets to relax around her. Does he? To a degree. <laughs> to a degree. Um, you know, when they're doing it. <laughs> so, you know, and I think that too is also what draws him to it. Cause he's yeah. just like, it's what he knows and what he's comfortable with. Exactly. That's his tea. You do you. Yeah, exactly. You do you. And again, he'll get there. He will get better. You know, it, again, he's just going to keep realizing things and get to the place he needs to be and to the person he needs to be with. Um, so back to the wedding, like the actual wedding reception. Yeah. There's a lot of tension between Penelope and Eloise, and that's just my little heart breaking. I know. Uh, Penelope and Eloise. I don't like when they fight. I know. And then Eloise interrogating Lady Danbury, which is interesting. Oh my God, yes. I'm just like, y'all had that conversation. You know Lady Danbury wouldn't do that. But I, I still, I love that moment because we get to really hear Lady Danbury be like, really, child? Yeah. yeah. But tell me when you find out who it is. And the queen <laughs> overhears and is tasking her with unmasking Whistledown now. Yeah, I love that. Whatever. Um, and then what else happens at the wedding? Well, Benedict finds out who he was with last night. Oh, Yes. So that's a great moment. Plus, that was a wonderful face he made, too. He was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like he was going to choke Why? on his ice cubes or something. Um, he didn't have ice cubes. He was going to choke on his drink. He was. He would choke on his drink. <laughs> um, and then there's also the moment where, like, obviously Henry comes to him to kind of talk about what happened. And he's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think he. So we'll get into Henry's side of the story in episode seven, when there's a more intimate conversation regarding what happened, who he was with and all that. So we'll address that then. But, um, I just, I also love the little bits of like Gregory and Hyacinth running. Yes. And then so cute. uh, 
Anthony tells Daphne about her dowry and that Simon refused yes. it. And that he's I love into- that moment. Mm-hmm. It's such a good moment for them. But then, like, you also see just, like, Daphne freaking out. Because, again, like, she doesn't know what's going on. No, because her husband now is not talking to her. No. <laughs> oh, and just Anthony walking her down the aisle. Feelings. Yeah. They have Sufjan Stevens's, um Love Yourself. The reprise playing, and I just... I love the, the song. The whole scene is beautiful. I also love Eloise's face when she's watching Daphne walk down the she, aisle. Really? Eloise has moments where you're like, you feel things, don't you? You have feelings. She does. <laughs> um, she has a lot of feelings. Uh, oh, and then before the wedding, we have Alice and Will call out Simon. Yes. I love that scene too. Oh my God. Yes. I wanted to say that too, because Simon gets to see a loving family and you can see the longing on his face. Exactly. You can see exactly what you can have. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was a great moment. And I love that even though the wedding was small, they were there. Lady Danbury was there. And then we had the Bridgerton family. Yeah, it was perfect. And it was so pretty. Again, yeah. I loved it. But, yeah. Great stuff. Um, and then we get, viol- uh, after this conversation with Anthony, where he's like, oh, you know, you could put in your trust. You could do whatever you want. Maybe use it for your children. Sets Daphne off, naturally, because nobody knows that they can't have children. And mm-hmm. she runs upstairs, which is, again, a really beautiful scene. Um and then Violet notices and follows her and gives her the most awkward and uninformative conversation. You know, I feel like maybe the birds and the bees would have been better than basset hounds at this point. Yeah, literally. She's like, so I appreciated that little pun, but still. But like, I don't understand too, where she's like, where did it go? Yeah, she's like, no one explained it to the dogs, but then there were puppies. What? <laughs> How did the puppies come to be? Oh, Violet, you just... Daphne just being like, well, if the Duke and I can't have children, can we still perform the marital? Like... Oh, also, can we... I don't know. But can we acknowledge the fact that I'm pretty sure Rose is the only one who Daphne tells this to. Yeah. She tells her in the garden. Yeah. Uh, that this episode she tells her in the garden and I love their relationship. Yeah. It's I so great. I love this friendship. Yeah. Because we've been talking about this, but nobody this this family, very few actually have friends. It's like Eloise and then um Anthony, technically, and then yeah. Hyacinth with Felicity later on. But nobody else has friends. Yeah. And like it's kind of funny too, because it's like Daphne and Rose aren't exactly friends because she's her employer. Yeah, so, but they are if you think about it. She yeah. is closest person to her that she's going to feel comfortable enough to go yeah. to about things that you would go to to your friend yeah so I love them They're yeah so I really appreciated that scene um mm-hmm. I also really liked Rose like taking all the notes trying to like learn how to become a duchess's lady maybe. I love that she goes with her that's a really yeah. great detail I was like yes please go with her be the bit of familiarity be the bit of familiarity Oh, my God. Be the bit of familiarity that she can carry with her. Apparently, that word is very hard for me to say today. But 
Uh, oh, you know what we forgot to say? I wanted to say this about um, Marina and, like, Penelope trying to get her not to go after Colin at the wedding. And it's, like, I can understand what Marina says about not wanting to be with a bad man. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, this is something women didn't have as much of a choice back then. We know this, and it's... But to take away someone else's agency without being upfront with them, especially a man who's so sweet. Yeah. Like, I understand you wanting to be with a good man, but it still does not make it okay for what you did. And I also forgot to mention, like, after Colin says, you know, let's wait, you know, like, I'm a gentleman, all that. Like, her whole demeanor in that, I'm like, is a giant red flag. Yeah. Like, Colin, why? Because also, uh, back to the idea of conversation, and we we get this in episode seven, where he's like, if you had just told me, mm-hmm. I would have married you. Like, he would not have asked questions. That's how innocent he is, that he would have just been like, okay, cool. We'll get married. Yeah. yeah. To Sir Philip would love would look a lot different, but... At least she would have been transparent with him. And because she wasn't, she was robbing him of his agency in the same way that her agency was taken away from Lady Featherington. Yeah. All of these men who would potentially, you know, keep her locked up or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good situation. No. Not in round. No. Um, and then we get those goodbyes. Oh my god, I love the goodbyes. I know those goodbyes own my heart. With with her holding Gregory and Hyacinth's hand, it's such a. It really shows the fact that Daphne was their mother in a way. Like, you know, she's the she's eldest, the second mother. Her. Yeah, so she's. I mean, yeah, she is their second mother, and so that scene was really just so perfect in revealing that and I just yeah. and Colin being like you're not going to get invited until we all get invited <laughs> so cute and it's like and yeah I like those moments because then you get to see how the older siblings take care of their younger siblings yeah. it's like how much of a good close family they are exactly and then stupid Anthony with even me after she says I'm gonna miss all of you okay even his face you can tell like he is joking but he's like he he looks very small in that scene. He does. And not like physically. his his arms, like his hands, he's holding them behind his back. Like yeah, just, there's something about him that looks very young for a moment. And it's Yeah. It it was a beautiful scene. I I that's fine. Emotions. And then she, yep. she gives Eloise her room and there's that Oh, I love that scene so much. Yeah, line where she says you know, we, we're very different, but the one thing we're both certain of is that you're going to make your own way into the world, and I just waterworks. I love that line so much. It's whole heart. Absolutely. It's like, like literally, that got me. It I did. I was like, oh. And it got Eloise, too, because she's just, like, done, speechless. Yeah, she just hugs her. She can't even talk. Yeah. And then you could see once they're saying goodbye, like once they're in the carriage and the whole family, like yeah. we shot of them, you could see Eloise's face just really trying to keep it together. And yeah. so she keeps getting closer to Benedict, but like her face, you can see that complete change in her that, oh my God, who who am I going to pester now? Yeah. Yeah. They are foils of each other in so many ways. And so 
I feel like that was the hardest parting. And they really did such a good job of showing that to us. They but- really did. And then also, you know what? I didn't notice until this time I was watching it. When Anthony and Daphne have their little moment, you see Violet going in the background to, like, say goodbye to Simon. And she, like, grabs both his hands and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I kind of, I wish we heard their little conversation. <laughs> yeah. Go back and watch it. Oh, my God. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I just, like, out of the corner of my eye, and I was like, wait a minute. I had to, like, go back a few times because it was, like, so quick and, like, so far okay. behind. I'm going to go back and watch that. Yeah. I was like... This man needs to be in a good family, please. I loved Daphne's cape in that scene. Daphne's outfits are just my favorite. I want all of them. I know. Where am I going to wear them to? God knows, but I want them. We just need to find somewhere that has a Regency ball. Right. Um, And then they're in the carriage. and Very tense to the inn because Cliveton is far away um and listen this moment I was done I was like you two need to get your shit together yeah talk but I will always take like mutual pacing yeah and then one person opens the door and the other person's right there that's always one of those moments where you're just like my heart grew in five million sizes right now um so that was great. And then there's that whole conversation of like, why do you think I followed you into the garden? Why do you think I went? And bam. Mm-hmm. It's marital just. Bliss. Yes, it is marital bliss. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. So then everything he said to the queen was true. And it just like, it basically is him saying he loves her. Yep. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, and it's just, it's so beautifully done as well with, is it Stranger? Yes. The um, Stranger playing, I love that scene. It's so tastefully done. So mm-hmm. beautiful. So sweet. It's, and like what we were saying, it's like, it's not explicit as it is no. intimate. Exactly. It caters to intimacy really beautifully. And the way that it's shot. The- yeah frames that we get are just excellent Mm -hmm. excellent so they did the do they did do the do she now knows that you can still participate you can perform the act (laughs) oh god poor thing i really will we'll 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 get into that pack with intimacy next week yes so is that all for the Duke and I. I believe so. Um, ooh, I really love that line where she says to Cressida, you can either be a duchess's friend or her enemy. That's the Daphne where I'm like, you will be ruthless in Paul Mall. I could see it. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. And it's true. It's like, Cressida, what are you doing? Literally, yeah. she's about to be a duchess, too. Like, why are you doing this? Yep, yep, yep. Um. Oh, I also did love the little exchange between um, Violet and Lady Danbury in the very beginning when they're walking. Mm-hmm. And Violet's trying to make sense of everything. She's like, I remember that feeling, uh, the nerves of new love. And Lady Danbury's just like, or something like it. And she just knows yeah. something's going on there. And I just, I love 
like seeing that where it's like Violet's more optimistic and it's like Lady Danbury's like, I see what's happening. Mm-hmm. She knows. Lady Danbury knows all. She does. She does. Um, and then just Simon being nervous through all of it. Like, yeah, you can just see like everything is just eating him up. Yeah. And like, oh, wait, isn't this, this is also where he's drunk. Yeah. And Will finds him and he's just like, all of this, like, he's just a mess. And he's like yelling, like, oh, play the one about the wife trapped in the marriage or whatever. Like, he believes he's trapping her, which again, if you guys just had a conversation, you would know that it's mutual pining. What does that word mean? What is a conversation? But I will take it because I appreciate brooding men. And Reggae Jean Page is really amazing at playing brooding men. So I had a lot of feelings through from four to six. It's just a lot of Simon feelings. Um, There is a lot of feelings because you can just see how tortured he is by everything. Just beating himself up constantly. But that's the tea for the Duke and I. Yes. What excellent tea it is. It is very excellent. I want some tea now. I think I'm going to make some because I'm also very cold. I support you making tea. Um, yeah, so join us, the conversation at Marvelous Geeks, and we can talk all about the tea. Yes. Five. Ooh, it's like tea at number five. Ha <laughs> oh, Look at that. Wow, what a bad joke. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye.